Hello, 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 and hello. Hello. Welcome to the Beside Ourselves podcast, where we are here to talk about pop punk. Pop punk. Is that good? No? Yeah. That was good. You nailed it. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Newfound Glory's amazing 2004 release, Catalyst. Oh my gosh, this record. This record, you guys. This record. Pretty excited. So this, uh, this like a uh, album review, is kind of different than the ones we've done in the past. Right? True. He's not gonna poop on it the whole time. <laughs> so this one, it's you probably won't hear a lot of you know like a like negative. Oh, you don't know that. Well, Marks, maybe, maybe we'll see. I mean, if you if you're Daniel, maybe. Spoiler: um, Daniel's gonna shit all over it. Probably because like I picked this album and he's gonna hate it out of spite. <laughs> um, out of spite. I feel like that's par for the course these days. You know. I mean. Holding grudges, you know, it's it, it's okay. It, it's, it, it's it's always okay. okay. I am totally okay. But yeah, as you kind of said, it was we're doing a Catalyst from Newfound Glory. It's the fourth studio album from American pop punk band Newfound Glory, released in I believe it was May uh, through uh, 2004 through Jive Through uh, Records. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I'm we're pretty excited to, uh, to do this one. I mean, it's one album that I know all of us want on vinyl. So if you're listening, please, please, please release it. Yeah, Newfound Glory, who definitely listens to this podcast, released the vinyl oh, yeah, already. Of course. <laughs> Although, just for clarity, uh, speaking there, uh, Benny, this was actually not released through drive through This was the, actually when they uh, got bought out by Geffen, and this was this was a joint release between MCA uh-huh. and drive through. Yep, Universal Music. So Group it wasn't and... drive through. It was a drive through, and it was Ge- a joint. It was it was released by by, by drive through, but just I don't understand how though. a joint release happens like did mca just foot the bill but drive through put their name on it yeah i think it's probably something to do with like however their contract was written um maybe yeah i'm gonna guess that probably geffen probably foot the bill in terms of like the studio time but drive through still probably had like exclusive rights to like some of their catalogs they probably just like worked it out like hey you can you can you can have you can have like a more of a chunk of the royalties from the album sales but we still want to put our stamp on it That'd be my guess, but who knows? I don't know how record contracts work, and uh, maybe one of our listeners out there that might be a little bit more knowledgeable on that maybe can uh, can shed some light on on our social media or something. Or you know, maybe 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 we should get him on a podcast. Maybe we should find someone that has some some knowledge of this back in the day that can can give us the real deets. Oh no, just just yeah, think it out loud. No, why do record labels? That's why why do record mark. labels? Why, why do, do they? record why do they? Why do they? Just why? All right, so let's get into this bad boy. Hells yes, let's do that. I do want to say I took a different approach to reviewing this album. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I we all know this is a fucking banger from start to finish. Straight well, up. is it though? 90%. Okay. Wow. And, <laughs> okay. And I will say, I decided to go in this not looking at the lyrics at all. I reviewed the instrumentation of the whole album. Ooh. Because nice. we all know, the, we sing along to these songs all the time. So that was... Uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> I reviewed the album, just so we're going into it. I didn't even... I, I mean, I know the lyrics, but I didn't look at the lyrics for any of my review. Nice. Wow. Interesting. Shit, okay. Man. Okay. Dan going in deep on this one. I like it. So are we guy. doing like straight through all like the bonus tracks too, or just to no, just the straights? Yeah, so, so just straight just... to track fourteen. Yeah, the the full fourteen. 
Though the bonus tracks are pretty Who amazing. Who am I? <laughs> that, yeah, that would be the last track that we'll be, we'll be talking about. Not the first. <laughs> Spoiler. All <laughs> right. Let's get into those bad boys. Let's do it. Track one, intro. Slash newfound glory album, according to Spotify. <laughs> That's what it says in, in brackets. <laughs> Don't know why. Doesn't matter. Let's just play a little bit of it. How about that? So I'll start this off. I this came out when I was working at Hot Topic, and I already knew and loved Newfound Glory. Obviously, Sticks and Stones, A Newfound Glory, like mm. things that were just um, amazing that they've done. And um, I was confused because all the hardcore kids that work there also loves Newfound Glory. They didn't like any other pop punk band. They thought pop punk was stupid, but they loved Newfound Glory. And up until this album, I didn't completely understand it because then you find out more about. You know Chad's background. It's all yes. because of Chad and Shy Halud and yes, and but it was interesting because you see a lot more of the hardcore like love on this album, and then they go all downhill from there. Huh? Because <laughs> uh, do, I mean, you guys listen to the International Superheroes of Hardcore? Is that oh the yes. right album. Tip oh yeah, the iceberg. That was a good one. It's a great one. Um. Yeah, but um, no, I, I definitely agree. Like, like this intro, it kind of like it's like pays homage to, to like, like to like that scene, hundred percent. And it was funny like, when I got into like into the scene, it was two thousand four. Like, 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 so like this came out like when I like started getting into like the music, and my like best friend, who's still my best friend, um, he was like he always like told me how like Newfound Glory was one of those bands that had like a lot of crossover. Like, he introduced me to hardcore music. And he's like, I bet you all these kids here, like, and get like some like random like like local hardcore show. He's like, I bet all these kids here like love Newfound Glory. I'm like, okay, and I, I just believed him. <laughs> well, but, I mean, in all fairness, Newfound Glory kind of grew up right around was was coming up in the area in the era of like when pop or when when punk was kind of transitioning into pop. Right, they were kind of like. I wouldn't say like they were the godfathers of it by any means, but at the same time too, they they were growing up around those same bands, so and, and kind of paved the way for you know your starting lines, your uh, your your gold fingers. What ha- well, not really gold finger, but but he, but you you're you're something corporates. You you get what I'm where I'm going with this. Um, but uh, I guess to pay a little bit of a homage to their roots and kind of the the bands have come before him i think is is this kind of like a little fitting tribute if you will uh even though maybe not that song fits the rest of the uh, i guess uh style or theme of the, of the rest of the album you know this kind of reminds me of and i just thought about this now um the fireworks album when yeah. when like they they release the first like you see the hear the first track and we're like holy shit it's going to be like punk rock and then it ends up totally not being that <laughs> it goes a completely different tangent but uh, I mean, again, I didn't really know because this is probably like the first time I ever heard Newfound Glory. Like, like when I first heard this record, um, I didn't really know what to expect. So I, I think like I, I probably heard um, the next track first, and then once I kind of like bought the album on, on CD, um, I kind of like found well, that's what they like, wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I do want to take this moment. Well, speaking of Chad and his influences, to just say 
fuck you, Chad, because your love life has been amazing and everybody that I've ever wanted to date in the music industry. Like, he, he dated Cherie Dupree or whatever from Isley, oh. married her, and then divorced her that year. And then, of course, Haley Williams of Paramore. Oh. And then now he's married to, I mean, I had to look her up, Lisa Cormelli. Who is? But who it is? She's gorgeous, and in a band called Cormelli Sisters. Okay, okay. Cool. I, I might have to hold up. So I, I, while you talk, I'm, I'm doing some googling. Let's say that. But also, let's on the opposite side of that say we wish you well, Chad. Oh <laughs> yeah, his health. I know he's going through a lot right now. So if he's listening, or if anyone's listening that that knows him, obviously we wish him all, all the best, and hopefully he fully recovers because he's going through a lot of shit right now holy so, damn she is mega hot oh my yeah, god they just had their first kid oh he's going through treatment now man oh my goodness I thought when we saw him live our first hangout we he did he, he, he wasn't even at he wasn't at the show that um Jakun and i were at because he was going through treatment yep oh damn yeah well, we I do hope he we got tr- but however though it's you know not all is lost there we we got treated to the the musical stylings of a one mr um oh god i can't remember who who's stupid something important it was dan from four years show yes it was it was oh, okay. yeah and uh the big bearded fellow yeah fantastic fucking guy too man and just and can shred like uh like none other yeah, I, he's I, awesome. yeah he was really good honestly if it was if, if there was ever like a fitting replacement for tem- uh, temporarily speaking, I'd say that was uh, a very, very, very good, uh, very good. Call. I was honestly like, I was talking to him like, what if he comes up for the encore? <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> they they were kind of saying he wasn't there, and I know like he's like really like he's not like fully himself, obviously. But I was I was hoping he would like he was just like there to play like the encore a couple of songs, but, or at least like, come on stage and like give like a little wave, like a hello. But no, he, he was at home resting. But yeah, good for anyway. him though. Seriously, that's another thing about this album is their music video is really focused on like educating us on everyone in the band i mean their last album did that too but like mm-hmm. this is the only band that like at the time five members you like knew every member yep. like pretty personally like like you knew ian you knew cyrus you knew chad you knew steven even though he ended up being a piece of shit or whatever well we, we don't yeah. talk about that yeah what i said we won't talk about that i mean if you ever review that one album that we, we probably have to <laughs> <laughs> my well anyways i say we move on to track number two a eh? Yeah, why not? A. Yeah, yeah, A. Yeah, A. Uh, that would be uh, the 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 single that was uh, first released for the album. It's called "All Down from Hill." Uh, all all down, down from hill. all from hill. All downhill from hill. Yeah, that's it. Wow. All downhill from here. All right. I'm tired. Moving right here, along. Here you go. <laughs> Can I just say that this is like the uh, the gateway drug to the band? Like this is this is like if you've never ever heard "Newfound Glory" in your entire life, and you're like, I need to find that one song that completely encapsulates the band to a T. I'd say this is the song to do it. Yeah, I agree. I would also say that this is probably my personal favorite pop punk song of the first three years of the 2000s or first four years. Like, I, yeah, I would probably agree with you on that one. Like for there's sure. a lot of great pop punk songs, but this was 
this set the bar for everyone so extremely high. Not only that, too, is also like uh, I don't know if you guys remember the music video or not, but like, oh yes, talk talk about an amazingly technical music video as well. Like in in terms of like how it was done, like that was all CGI at the time, which was probably very like computer intensive. I can only imagine how much money they must have sunk into like finding like graphic artists or like a motion graphic artists like to build all those sets and stuff like that and then also like superimpose the band into it and, and all that stuff and i'm sorry the, the the cream of the crop in that music video is just that that one moment where like that angry ass son is like and you keep pulling me and then all of a sudden everything <laughs> explodes I'm like fuck this is amazing do you yeah. remember how long it was on mtv's trl oh no i don't i, I imagine oh, a long i imagine a long ass time yeah huh I imagine a long I mean, time. Did yeah. you know? No, I didn't know. Go ahead. Oh, it was on 50 days in a row. Holy shit. A great feat for a band like this. Uh, especially for TRL, no less. I mean, that's... Eventually leading to the video's retirement. They had to retire it. <laughs> wow. They had good. to retire it? Really? That's funny. Good Good on you, Newfound Glory. Good on you. But yeah, that... I remember watching it all the time on TRL. I loved it. See, we didn't have like MTV... What? What? I wonder you the way you are. Oh, that's right. You had much <laughs> well, we music, had didn't you? We had the Canadian version yeah. on the MTV, which no. was called uh, Mush Music. Yeah, yeah Much Music. Oh, much yeah. Music. Um, so it was, it, was, it was the Canadian version of it. I mean, they, we had our our fun I think, I think aspects of it, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't MTV, but only way I could watch MTV was probably when I went to like my like American family's house. But you know what? Only, uh... In all fairness, Benny, uh, I got much through my cable subscription back in the day uh, because obviously both me and Danny live enough, close enough to the border. Uh, yeah. I prefer much over MTV just because much played a lot more music videos at the time. Was it just Canadian though? Was no, 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 no. It, it, and... it ran the fucking gamut of everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean that I'm that's where they would that's where I got it wasn't it wasn't all like like some forty one and they go back just Apple <laughs> only and our lady peace get it right and, and it right. our lady peace that's correct I mean that's where that's I got correct. that's how I actually got introduced to that band was uh, through much music that there was a music video for Superman's Dead and that was like the moment where I was like oh my god I fucking love this band um, so yeah uh, but yeah I preferred much over MTV just because MTV had with the exception of Beavis and Butthead and maybe Daria the the rest of the stuff that was on MTV I wasn't the biggest fan of Jackass uh, well I mean Jackass was after way I wouldn't say way after but it was I mean it was Beavis way after Beavis and Butthead was like the early 90s uh I think Which Jack I have Paramount Plus now and I've been watching so much old Beavis and Butthead Have you oh man it's it. it's so good I mean it's some of it definitely is uh, hasn't aged well. Um, have you seen the new ones? I have, and I wasn't the biggest fan. Of, if I'm no, honest, no, they just like instead of reviewing music videos now, they review like TikToks. Yeah, it's kind of like, what the hell is this? It, it's kind of dumb. There's plenty of music videos to make fun of now. Still, tons of them. Uh, they still make them. Uh, yeah, the although the episodes that are outside of the commentary of like the, the TikToks or whatever um, are decent, but they're nowhere no, near. I don't mind them. They they can't capture the lightning in the bottle that was like the original first few seasons. Those were just I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it more than some other shows on TV currently. Oh so. really? I I can tell you I'm I'm enjoying that a lot more than I'm enjoying South Park. That's for sure. South Park has gone completely. Yeah, South Park's really gone downhill. So oh my is this god! Podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back oh, on track here. Let's do back it. Back on track. Uh, so this will be track number three. This is called This Disaster. Let's give it a listen. Your words 
this song too. Yeah. Can I start? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, I got a lot to say about this. One, how is this not a single on the album? Was this not a single? <clears throat> no. Really? What so were the, the did anyone the find out? Singles were All Downhill, Truth of My Youth, Failure's Not Flattering, and I Don't Wanna Know. No shit. This was not a single. That should have been one of my favorite choruses on the album. I've seen I've said it before and I've said I'll say it again. Jordan's voice shouldn't work, but it works perfectly, especially with Newfound Glory. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Like his voice is annoying. However, when he's singing for Newfound Glory, it sounds awesome. Um what else? Hold on, I got a lot here. So one problem I have with the song, even though this is still one of my favorite songs on the album, is the mixing just seems weird on this one song. It almost okay. feels like the vocals are mixed differently than the rest of the band. Everyone sounds so fucking tight, but it's almost like they're mixed in a different studio. Hmm. And then they decided to throw Jordan in last minute or something. I don't know if you just <laughs> listen to it next time. It's no one sounds bad. Sure. The mixing doesn't sound bad. They just sound like they're mixed differently than each other. Okay. Okay. Which is really weird to me. It feels disconnected, like the vocals to like the guitars and stuff. I mean, it's entirely possible that could have happened too. I mean, it's the only song that it feels like that on. Oh well, then maybe that was like one of those last moments where they were like just trying to finish up a mix, and they're like, uh, "We need to re-record a bunch of this stuff," and then that's how that goes. Who knows? This song, like, and I, it's one of my favorite songs on the album for sure. Um, I fucking, it's so good. But so right when this came out, so I was telling you guys how I got, kind of got into like punk rock, punk, rock, punk rock around this time, um, and at the time I had like just like started dating like my like my first like girlfriend who was like my, my first ever like pop like my like punk rock girlfriend who, who was like a like, like crazy like, like, like a vegan feminist as well as, as punk rock, which kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. Wait, she's but, a vegan feminist. Vegan like feminist and like. In a punk rock. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, nice. but the point go, of the story was I was working midnights um, at at the grocery store at the time, and I honestly all I would do is listen to like like pop punk like twenty like 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 eight hours straight. I always had like my fucking like like my iPod, mm-hmm. had my tracks in there, and I just would like just like run it like on repeat, and uh, yeah, it just I. I, I I definitely like just like always listen to like pop punk and any punk glory while on the nights. It was a uh, that was nuts. Nice. So I can tell you. Uh, so prior to like all my other Joe jobs that I've I've had in my life, uh, nothing I'd call a career. Uh, it, the one of my very first gigs was I was working at a Best Buy when this album came out, and um, so and I this is obviously this has changed dramatically since then, but it used to be their in-store play system where they play like just like random like tracks from like albums that they're trying to sell uh in mm-hmm. in the CD department um was basically all run off of this one CD player that was like hidden in the warehouse like so no one could find it except for people that like worked in that department so uh what would happen is is that we would get copies of this album that would basically uh, were broken just from shipment so we couldn't sell them so they would just go into like this big devo bin <laughs> and immediately uh as soon as like we would shut the doors to like to like basically pack it for the night we would and like start cleaning and what have you this would be the album that we'd pop on and just like i would it was like me and like three other guys that were all basically the same age and keep in mind, I was working at Best Buy in Dearborn, which is pretty much like right on the border of Detroit, which um, had a very heavy uh, hip hop community uh, that was kind of built around it. Uh, and so we were the only three white kids like, playing, like just just like Newfound Glory and like everyone else who was pretty much either African American or um, or some variation of that uh, kind of mm-hmm. just looked at us and was like, um, "What the fuck is this white boy shit?" And I'm just like. 
dude, this is you. You just don't. You don't get it. It's okay. Everyone you know, loves new phone glory. right? And the funny thing is, like, eventually, because and maybe it's just because they heard it ad nauseum so many times, eventually they start singing along to uh, "I Don't Want to Know," which we'll we'll talk about later. Anyways, but uh, I was I always thought that was really funny. Like, uh, our our store manager usually got so fucking pissed at us because, like, can we please play a different CD, please? And I was like, <laughs> no, never, no, <laughs> no. Anyways, but I digress. Track four, Truth of My Youth. Yeah, let's play it. Here we go. God, I could I could fucking belt this song out. Anyways, you know I know you thought that that this probably shouldn't have been a single, or that even that this disaster should have been a single. But man, you cannot deny that that fucking chorus on on this song. It's just it's it hits all the right notes. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Daniel Jens. Are you saying that to me because you don't think I like the song? No, no, no. I wasn't saying because I didn't think you liked the song. I, I, I thought you just said that. Uh, when That's we were... exactly what he's insinuating. No, I think, no. I think all I was... the singles are perfectly fine. I think this disaster should have been a single. Oh, too. got it. Okay, my the apologies. Truth of I... My youth, I think, is a fucking perfect. Song. I thought you, bass... I thought you said this shouldn't have been a single. My, my bad. No, Ian's bass shines like no other in this song. Oh my gosh, Cyrus's yes. drum fills are incredible. Mm-hmm. Every guitar chord sings. Honestly, some of the best lyrics and vocal choices in the whole album. Plus, it's catchy as fuck, and that chorus will be stuck with you forever. Yes, without fucking question. This Ugh. is a perfect newfound glory song. The good thing about it too is I I love all the tempo changes that also exist in this song yes. too. It's like it's super driving and just like in your face, and then all of a sudden, as soon as it hits that the chorus, it just like it dips right back down to like a nice, comfortable, just like head bopping fucking good time man Ugh, can't say enough My good things about the song Uh-oh. is that ian's bass shines in the song mm-hmm. Ian's bass does not shine anywhere else in this album uh... i'm always impressed man that you can always point that out like, well he was a bass player like, no i know but <laughs> i can never hear like like whatever you like compliment or you have like like some like negative feedback on like a bass portion of a song, mm-hmm. or I, I'm always mind blown because I, I don't I don't hear it. <laughs> See, but Dan, you're the expert, and you. Hear I'm not it all an expert, time. but I will say that I Ian. Give you a compliment, Dan. Take here. credit where it's due because <laughs> Benny's not going to give you more credit and more compliments past this point. That's the last compliment you've given in your life. Sorry. That's right. I don't want people to think they think Ian's bass is bad in the rest of the album. His bass is great. It's just this is the only one where the tone is the perfect pitch, and it's actually turned up, and it's got its own like shining moment mm-hmm. the rest of the album you can hear it but it's just driving along most of the time with the drums or you know the rhythm guitar and it's never bad don't get me wrong it's just this song it feels like he was really putting the work in and doing yeah. something really incredible completely agree yeah I, it's yeah, such a good tune anyways i feel that way about cyrus there's like six songs that i think the drums are fucking incredible like cool fills something interesting happening all the time and then there's songs that just it's your basic pop punk drumming, which I get it. They're a pop punk band. Like there's also guitar parts that are just I mean, I learned to play bass on a lot of these songs, not that one, because they're the simple, you know, four chord styling. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's a, and I'll, I'll agree with you on that because there's definitely some songs that are coming up in this track listing that I, I very much will agree with both of those statements. Um, but uh, Benny, your your thoughts? No, I mean, it's would you consider like this song to be like one of their like 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 leaving the hometown songs because it. It, it kind of like points to that like in the beginning, but I think we always speak of like like each like each pop punk band has to have at least one song where they they kind of like speak about like leaving their hometown. And I guess yeah, you can they, say like so. Go ahead. They grew up in Florida. They don't want to leave. It's beautiful there. Well, I, mean, I know there's other issues with Florida. I mean, but... there's a <laughs> yeah, lot of problems with Florida. <laughs> Hello to all of our Florida listeners. You, you you're beautiful, but sometimes your state isn't. Anyways, um. <laughs> that some great bands have come out of florida though very Did dashboard old. come out of florida yep uh so did under oath uh so did oh god uh so did uh Anne berlin uh i'm trying to think of some other ones that came out of florida there's a few for sure but anyways yeah. i digress we can move on to the next song we let's move on to the next song it'll be track number five it's called i don't wanna know Does anyone know many, who the? Does anyone know who the? Uh, did you put this on? Was that? Oh my god! Many... <laughs> oh my god! Oh dude! Oh fuck! Uh, you know how many times this song has got me into a makeout session? Oh, more times <laughs> I you, care to mention. It, it always it always seems to me that like whenever uh, maybe this is a little too behind the curtain in terms of my my, my love life, but. Uh, every person that I ever dated, I always made like a, a mix CD for of like stuff that I was like, sure. like listening to at the time. And yep. without question, this would always be the very last song I'd put on the album just as like a, just a nice little send off. And yeah, it's, it's always guaranteed a makeout session. Like the, the next time I see them, I'm like, Oh my God, that song's so pretty. I never heard that band before. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, yeah. Yep. yep. Immediately. So like, I definitely did that too. Um, and this was on it. <laughs> Um, and the the title of the of the of the mix CD was less than three. <laughs> oh, dear like, God, little... Benny, you are oh, you fucking emo kid. You fucking and, uh, emo kid. Yeah, it was. I, I think on there too. I think it had some like uh, some all American rejects on, on there as well. Sure, but uh, but yeah, it was, it was a whole bunch of stuff. Well, it wasn't but... dirty little secret, was it? Because that's not the mood you want to be set. Definitely in. not. <laughs> Paper Hearts, maybe from their first album, which is a great song. Which fantastic saying, song. If you're gonna go for an All American Rejects I, love honestly, song, no, I I, t- I totally get it. But no, I think it's and this song also song reminds me of just like some of the, the girls I dated like, like, like as like as as a, as a young man. I don't know why it just it has like that nostalgia behind it that kind of kind of brings me back to like like those times of just just like wanting like a, just to find like that like like punk rock princess and then. It definitely brings back to that time. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's just I'm a sap, it's fine. But it, it's a great fucking song and it's it's super, super catchy and just beautiful and I love it. So can I go over some of the key highlights when it comes to production? Yeah, let's go. Of course you can. All right. So the mixing on this track is a hundred times better than the song I was just talking about. Like the the music and the vocals are meshed together like a sweet butter. 
um kendall payne is the backup singer and her harmonies with jordan spot on yeah incredible fucking spot on incredible um the string arrangement arrangements don't feel out of place at all and i love that they hired actual musicians to come in because during this time period a lot of bands were not hiring musicians Mm -hmm. like they actually hired like violinists and people to come in and write this part and you can tell it doesn't feel like a in the studio string quartet it i mean like you know like a digital put together quartet or whatever for sure i'm uh i'm actually just while you guys are talking i'm looking online right now to see if uh if this was uh ever released on vinyl by chance uh and it just so happens to be that it is as a single uh there is a there's a picture disc version of this that also has uh, "Forget My Name" on there, so I think I might have to pick that up. How much is that? Uh, fifteen euros. So, <laughs> so fifteen bucks. Yeah, my... fifteen euros. Is fifteen bucks American? It's it's give or take. It, it's uh, I, the euro. The euro to to American dollars conversion is not exactly like far off from like the the amount of currency. Let's see here. Uh, euro. I'm thinking of pounds. Never mind. Well, I mean, after doing my last DJ session, I've been thinking about doing weddings. I should pick it up too, and then just throw all my emo bullshit in there. When I mean, know, I, 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 let's call everyone up to the floor for our slow dance of the night, and then throw <laughs> this on. There you go. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, like, so obviously, as we mentioned before, Catalyst is not on vinyl, like in terms of like the album proper. But there are two picture disc singles that were sold at Hot Topic, and that was All Downhill from Here, and then uh, uh, I don't want to know. So. Uh, I think I'm going to have to at least add those until officially we get like a, a full vinyl release, which needs to happen. But yeah, I, I digress. I've, I know I've said that a bunch of times already. Anyways, uh, let's move on to track you number. all the time. I do. I do. Uh, okay. So we move on to track number six. Would you say dig- digressing was your biggest mistake? Oh, God damn it. Shut up. I know that it's hard for you to Okay, so okay. I, I enjoy this song. This song does kind of suffer from the four chord progression in a sense. However, Cyrus's drum fills are incredible on this one. Mm. So it really, it, it fills in those gaps that if they would have had just a basic drum beat, you'd have been like, all right, this is very cut and dry pop punk to a sense. I mean, also Jordan's vocal like stylings and arrangements are not your typical singing style in this song. So it does peak there too but yeah this is a good song it is uh the only thing that i will say in terms of a negative i mean i like the song too make no mistake about it um but this song sounds very at least chord uh, chorus wise sounds very very similar in pre-chorus uh sounds very similar to um oh god i'm trying to remember the name of the song uh sort this out on your own time um fuck what song is that i know it's it's on this album it's on this album isn't it no that's off uh, sticks and stones. Is it okay? Yeah. So, Sort this out uh, on, on your own time. I'm remembering the name of that song now. Uh, oh pff, now you can make me think of stuff. Uh, hold on. This is what we have the Googles for. Come on, Google, tell me the thing. Uh, sort this out on your own. I know, right? 
everyone listening to this podcast like god damn just, uh, just say unique. what it is something like a personality something i call uh, personality yes so it sounds very much like something i call personality in terms of just the pre-chorus to chorus um so it's like every time i hear the song i think that i'm about to sing that song and i'm like wait a second this is the wrong song god damn it <laughs> but uh no it's a great tune um but yeah it sounds very similar to that that's like that's my only dig on it i mean is that my favorite song on the album oh it's not mine either it definitely, it definitely yeah it definitely just reminds me i just i think about it i think just like this like, like just like falling outs of uh, of like friends. I don't really consider it like a falling out of like a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, but it seems it seems just more, just more like a falling out of of the, like a friendship maybe. Um, but again, I've, I've had plenty of those, <laughs> so it just kind of reminds me of that. But uh, I mean, again, not in favorite, but it's still good. You think it's a sequel to My Friends Over You? Ooh, it could be. Maybe it might be. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Ah, uh, doubtful. Oh. oh, which is track number seven, which is track number seven on the album. Let's get let's give that a listen. So, um, Dan, I know you mentioned that there was not a lot of presence of Ian's bass lines. I would say this would be one of those songs where you're dead wrong on that one. You can hear his bass oh, that's, cl- that's clear as day. In- oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, you can hear it clear as day in this one. And it's, <laughs> and it's fucking solid. It's really, really well. It's wild. not as good as the other one, but it is good. True. Like, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it's... Uh, this is this is one of those songs where it gets a little bit murky for me because I there are... Um, don't get me wrong. Once again, like this song. Uh, it's definitely not in my top 10 on the album. Uh, there are, um, yeah, and I'll, I'll explain further because there, there's one song in particular where I'm going, okay, this is where the album kind of tanks a little bit, but that's, we'll, we'll talk once we get to it. Yes, there, there's, there's a moment I think that the album goes completely off the rails, but we'll talk about it when we get to it. Interesting. Well, I guess I'll jump in real quick to say the baseline is really good in this song. The fuzz uh-huh. effect on the guitar gives the perfect dreadful atmosphere on this track while driving the guitar chords up and down in a dramatic fashion, which are really cool. The choir in the background sounds so cool on a strong set of headphones. Like, this is definitely not a car jam. It sounds so much better if you have it just around your head and blaring. Like, I, I can I don't see know, that. The mixing just works perfect for that. Wait, say it again? The, the, the choir behind it? Yeah, there's a choir... Or it's not a choir. Well, it's, it's, it's like, like a, a group of people singing yeah. the ah. Uh... <gasps> I was like, wait a second. Have I not listened to this? It's like four or five people singing, but yeah, I yeah. consider it a choir. The slower harmonies on the slow motion. That's sick. When they he goes slow mo, and then like ever they're harmonizing with him. Uh-huh. There are times on this track that Jordan's Jordan's voice cracks while singing like the doubt part. And it's fitting. Like, I'm glad they didn't fix it or make him re-sing it because, you know, it's doubtful. Yeah. And it's, like, cracking in his uh-huh. voice. And it actually is, like, it, it, I feel it. Actually, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, wow. and I mean, I actually agree with the guy. I, when, when people like, kind of keep in those, like, a... Like imper- imperfect parts of, of songs, I actually enjoy it. Like it's like it doesn't always have to be perfect. 
And I actually agree that like keeping it in there kind of fits like the it kind of fits the song. Um, you know what though, though, Danny, I I'd be willing to disagree with you for a tiny bit because I really do feel like failure is just not flattering. Oh, oh, oh. oh see, track eight. Failure's not flattering. Okay, can I just say that if there were ever a dream moment for like in terms of like a concert that should go together, which unfortunately is technically going to be going together, but we won't see it in, in our iteration of it. Um, the the that kind of synthesizer moment like there, I would just love to have someone from Motion City Soundtrack come on stage with Newfound Glory and play that just just that riff for and play that song mm. on stage for the uh, the All American Rejects big show that's coming through. Um, we won't be able to see it happen, but God, I hope someone who is going to go see that that tour and has the newfound glory Motion City soundtrack billing for the All American Rejects show that they get that moment because God damn it, they fucking deserve it. Because you say someone, you didn't say Jesse Johnson from Motion City soundtrack. Y- yeah, the keyboardist y- from Motion. Y- City I don't. Soundtrack. I don't remember all of their names. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I know you I have a tattoo. I, I, won, say, I, I know I you would, super fan. <laughs> what well, isn't like? I don't want to go into like a dark place, but isn't like like Justin going through some like kind of like like like, like deep shit with, with his health? With his health, I, I could have sworn I saw that online. Justin Jordan is going through dent shit all the time. He is open about it. He's going through some very hard mental situations again. Oh, oh no, poor guy. That's what half of Motion City's albums are about, though. Is his depression, his fight with depression, like he's in a very dark place right now. But he's still touring, so well, I didn't know if it was like because I thought he was like going through some like some like medical stuff. So I didn't know if it was like 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 mental or for his physical. I, I that's why he I might was... be going through some physical stuff too. I didn't caught too much upon what he's doing. But I'm saying it's complete. Apparently, like, they're still gonna be touring though. Like he he made it clear he's like I'll, I'll be there. I might just, I might not, I might not be myself though. It's basically what what he was saying. I'm like that sucks. Well, but, I, I I wish him a, a speedy recovery in that regard at least. You know, but I definitely like it's. I'm so like like super excited to like see like, like all those bands together. Like hell yeah, that we're seeing. Yeah, because hey, I think like, I was telling you guys before, like I can't wait for the starting line. We we I'm, get... I'm probably more excited about about, about them because I've seen like Newfound Glory like, like so many times. I think I've only seen starting line like once, no tw- twice. Yeah, once at the, the Tenno Fusion tour in like 2004, I believe, and then once at Warp Tour. Like, not to go too far off the rails here because I know we're we're talking sure. about Newfound Glory, but uh, have you got a chance to listen to any of those uh, Get Up Kids albums yet? Oh no, sorry. Oh. This, okay. this tour you have time. makes me mad in this sense, though, because the Get Up Kids started it. Starting Line drove it, mm-hmm. and then All American Rejects got famous. Motion City kept it going. Yep. Like, all these bands, it's in reverse order. Kind like of. we're opening with the Get Up Kids? Come I, I on. I mean, I I'm can't. still... Well, they're starting it. They're starting it, so they... I mean... <laughs> but, but, I mean, again, I'm not a huge fan of them yet but i mean i couldn't really see them like headlining like like that tour 
I mean, not that tour in particular, but they've headlined their fair shares of tours, and they and they had bigger bands that were supporting them. I don't know. I have a feeling that like it's there's probably like I guess like more fans maybe. That's fair. Um, of the, the headliners, but that's fair. Wait, let's get back on track with failures not flying. So, yeah. So yeah. what's funny? So like it's and again like they all listeners won't like know like the context of this, but like whenever like we have like these like the like, album reviews, like I mean once in a while we just throw like jokes in, in, in our chat, and like in my in our chat this morning I was like, oh yeah, I had a really terrible. Uh, like meeting today at work you know like my boss was like you fail and i'm like what failure isn't flattering <sighs> and it was, it was, just, it was terrible, terrible. that's a bad <laughs> bad joke man but whenever i give like like joke puns like or, or, or just jokes about like songs like it takes like you guys a little like a few songs to actually get what i'm saying because my jokes <laughs> my jokes are terrible and, you could say and that laugh, again I, i'm laughing at it as i'm typing it but no one ever laughs until like five minutes later. But... Well, what's rough is you were talking about you've been you've had issues with work I'm... lately, so we were yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I was so like literally about ready to say, like, oh, guess podcast is canceled for the next like five months. <laughs> while Penny cries his eyes out, and I'm like, and then I was like, oh, you, you asshole. <laughs> All right, so I want to get into James Deweese here. Yeah, our boy from Reggie and the Full Effect, from Get Up Kids or X Get Up Kids who was also My Chemical Romance's keyboardist for a while there. Mm -hmm. This guy should have been a household name. But yeah, he did the simple synth line that's very effective in this song, even if it's not much. Um, the awesome palm muting by Chad and excellent harmonies on the Oz is so cool. Yeah. 100% a killer pop punk formula uh, with the drums and the string instruments. I think the song is great, of course. Completely agree. Yeah. it's No it... wonder it was a single. For sure. Uh, okay. We move on now to track number nine, which is Over the Head, Below the Knees. Let's give that one a listen. All right. Anyone want to take a guess what I think about this song? I have a feeling you're not going to like it, which is a disappointing because this is some of the best drumming on the album. This song's tone is completely off from the rest of the album, but it makes sense with the guest vocals we have. We have Andy Jackson of Hot Rod Circuit singing on this song. Mm -hmm. and we have Toby Morris of H2O. So you have the hardcore and the Midwest emo, the New York hardcore, the Midwest emo colliding with Chad. It's Holy a different God. kind of newfound glory song. It is. Um, it has elements of three different genres honestly thrown into one song which kind of could be chaotic and may not be everyone's favorite but i i really like this song. i feel like this song would be better as the last track on the album to kind of send it all off because i mean I if, if you if you think about it you have uh, this song sounds similar in tone and in scope to the intro song on, on the first track and the rest is like nothing but all the rest of the tracks are nothing but straight up just pop punk with without with the exception of like a ballad tossed in there right I would I'd feel like that would be better tossed this song would be better at the end of the album to kind of bookend the kind of like the chaotic just punk rock of the first track and then kind of end it off with with that. Um, I've never so, thought about that until you said that and I think I love it because the way it, the song hey. ends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So it blew my mind, man. Because I'm again I'm not a huge fan of the song. I mean, like, I'm I like the song, but it's not again it's not my favorite on the album. But I actually totally agree that that'd be that'd be a great 
if that was a thing, I would totally like agree with that because yeah. it, it makes sense. Like, because as we kind of point out earlier, like intro has like that hardcore like, aspect of it, and I didn't even know that that like the H two O was was part of the song. Fuck. Well, <laughs> now you know part of it. And Andy from Hot Rod Circuit, one of your favorite bands, Benny. <laughs> it's totally well, Benny's favorite band. So I, again, I know we'll get I won't get off in the weeds again, but are you a fan of H two O? Yeah, I love H two O. Okay. They There's not a lot of New York hardcore I like, but like I like some Mad Ball and I like H two O a lot. One of like the, I think it was the last time I saw them. It was at the Magic Stick. I like the old Magic Stick in Detroit, and I love Magic uh, the Stick. Swellers opened for them. I, I think Ooh. it was. Ooh, wow! Like, and it was just it was just a weird. I mean, it was a weird combination. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I imagine. Awesome. It was awesome though. But I think but the Magic I, Stick I, I, still I, technically exists, still doesn't it? Because I could swear that's back now. Well, what does the magic stick? It's, it's so not the it, same. It's not. So yeah. So it's it changed venues, and I think like the owner. Again, I'm I'm speaking like what I saw on the internet. Sure. Um, that's I think some happened with the owner. Like he said some like bad shit maybe, and then it it went back to so it became like a, like a dance bar. Right. That then, I do remember. And then it they they re- renovated it. Uh, because of that and now if you go there now the stage is not in the back right corner like it used to be it's like at the if you walk up it's like right as soon as it's like a straight shot so, so they not... move the bar then over to where the stage was is that where no, that so like sorry the stage is like the, the entire back ha- the back of the like, it's not just like the corner it's like the entire back half got it okay of, of the venue so I... it's the same spot but not just the corner and i like the corner even though like that one like like big pipe in the in the middle of the floor that yeah, yeah, yeah. people used to always run into like <laughs> crowd surfing and, and watching <laughs> everything. So. Guys, we totally just lost our entire audience. They're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry, Detroit venues. Yeah. It's a Detroit De- thing. Detroit, am I right? <laughs> I uh, mean, a lot of this is going, you know, over their head, but Yeah. Um you know, so not below the knees. <laughs> hey Hey yo. So the only thing I'm going to just comment before we get into the next song here is this is the moment, the pinnacle moment, I think, in the album where things don't necessarily take a dive, but they definitely kind of go you know, there. There, There's like highs and lows that kind of then cascade through the rest of this album. And uh, I agree with that. I'll, uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more once we get into some of these songs. Anyways, oh, no. uh, we move on to track number 10. Uh, only four more to go after this. Uh, this song is called Ending in Tragedy. Let's give it a listen. Pulling away Yes. Can I say my hot take? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I think God. you'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the heaviest May song I've ever heard. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This... Uh, the guitar in this song is almost storybook-like, just like in May. Yeah. Um, it could have been used in Everglow. The theremin, I think it's a theremin, or it could just be like a cool, cheap keyboard effect they're using. Yeah, but... some, some sort of cheap pedal. The yeah. Wah, yeah, it's it. This is that's why I thought it was theremin the way it flows. Like, yeah, I I could see that for sure. Um, yeah, this is this is that moment in, in the album where I I go, oh man, I, is this gonna be like where we're just gonna end up crashing and burning for the rest of these like four songs? Now you didn't like this song. I, see, it's, I love it's, this song. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it's after listening to Over the Head Below the Knees, which once again, I think because of track placement. 
that I think if you would have put ending in tragedy before over the head below the knees and once again moved over the head below the knees to the very last song on the album, I feel like this would have a better transition into the last three songs or so uh, on the rest of the album. And just and because of that, it's like it's there's so both those songs are so diametrically opposed in terms of their style. That's really hard for me to like to kind of get back into the album. And I, and I feel like this isn't the song to do it. I don't think the next song is either, but we'll talk about that. In a <laughs> we, we could. I, Benny, go ahead. Benny. No, and it's funny because, like, again, most of my takes are like, oh, I love this song or I hate the song. Or <laughs> I'm indifferent. But, I mean, I kind of like – I'm kind of sad that you don't like the song, Shakuna. It's, it's, it's not that I don't like it. It's just – it's it's one of those things where it's like when you hear a song that you're just, like, not jazzed about, then, like, you're just hoping that you're going to – there's going to be the song that's going to, like, completely redeem it. Like, it'd be like, for example, if um if you listen to Over the Head, Over the Head Below the Knees, didn't like that song as much – and then, but then all downhill from here was the next song after they're like, okay, you know what? Never mind. That was just, it was a fluke. Sure. The rest of the album is fucking flawless. This is like one of those songs where it's just like, it's mediocre. It's decent, but it's not like enough to like basically pull me out of the hole that I just got dragged into with, uh, with over the head below the knees. Oh, that's, oh, I tried to save us, but little did I know. No, I mean, no, you, I mean, at least you're known album. for something. <laughs> No, I just say again. It's I, I like this just, just sort of like being like like young and like having heartbreak and, and I, just, I, I don't know why. I just I I love the intro to the song. I, I, I just it, it speaks well to like the, the tone on the whole track. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, just, I enjoy it. And I'm I'm sad that you guys don't like it as much as I do. I like this. No, song. I like this no, song. Well, yeah, this guy. No, no, <laughs> I I I said I like this song. It's just it's it's just you know it's middle of the road for me. It, it's it's it's, it's not breaking any I, new I, ground. I, you guys are going to be really surprised with with what one of my favorite tracks on the album. Then, <laughs> oh, uh, we have we haven't even got it there yet. Yeah, I said we haven't gotten to my favorite song on the album either. Okay, shit. Yeah, me either. Actually, yeah. Ooh, interesting. We're all the same. Oh man, if, if we're about to if, have the same favorite. If song. it's the same favorite. Oh my gosh, I'm kind all of right, excited track now. Eleven. At least I'm known for something. Let's go. Okay, uh, Danny, do you want to, do you want to go with your hot take first, or you want me to go with my hot take? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. So they, this was totally a Chad song. They really tried to sound heavier than they are in this one. The guitar oh, yeah. tones, but it works? Question <laughs> mark. How does works. this pop punk band use group chants with singers from Agnostic Front and H Two along with heavy ass guitar riffs, but sing about love with? jordan's voice and somehow it's still a banger like it's not my favorite song on the album but it is a completely different tone than what we're going for like the first half of the album um besides the singing this could have been a hardcore song to be honest like if you put some hardcore singer in it mm-hmm. this could have been a hardcore song Man, i so my hot take drum, i love it just for the drums like, like, like the, the like, drums that, are great oh yeah fucking i don't know like what like what the like the technical term like for those jobs are, but like that whole like I just I, I get fucking jacked. That's like, a cool I just fill. To, like if anyone ever asks, a fill, a cool fill, a cool a technical fill. fill. 
technical fail, but that technical fail is unreal. And dead, I, it's dead. one of my favorite like 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 piece of drums on the album. Like I, just, I think it's so cool. That's musician talk right there. Uh, they oh, all sound good in this album. They do. Song. Yeah, yeah. They just sound heavier, but it makes sense with the you know superheroes of hardcore that they go towards later in life. Mm -hmm. So, true. so my hot take on this is that uh, this album or this song should have been on Sticks and Stones because I feel like it would have been a, a better fit. Uh, in terms of the way that the 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 guitar riff, uh, the drum fills, all of that, like just feels like that's that this should have been that this probably was a a Sticks and Stones outtake that or B side that that made it onto this album that that got carried on over to this album. Um, but the the benefit there is I feel like this one uh, helps to once again. As as we're digging ourselves out of uh, track nine into into this, I feel like it's it's bringing it once again up to a a nice uh, a nice simmer, if you will. Um, especially when we transition into this uh, this next track. I'm so worried right now. Why is that? Because we'll find out. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we move on to track number twelve on the album. Two more songs to go. Uh, well, technically three, three. including this. Three, including this one. Um, this is uh, I'd Kill to Fall Asleep. me to go it's up to you buddy uh, hot take go for it this is my least favorite track on the album Ooh. Um, i think it's repetitive i think they're doing cool things instrumentally but it's chaotic to the point where it doesn't fit all together at times for me it's not a bad sure. song by any means but the, and the paul muted breakdown is cool with the clock ticking behind it that's a mm -hmm. cool effect but this is usually the song i don't care about like when i'm listening to the whole <laughs> album and I have a feeling this is someone's favorite. Not mine. Oh, it's not mine either. Okay, good. That's <laughs> what I was worried. It's about. not mine either. I'm so yeah. worried now. Oh my god. I I think I know what it is. I I'm I'm willing to put bets on this now. Uh, well, I mean it's 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 a fifty fifty shot now, but I I got a really really good idea. Anyways, um, the only thing that I really really like about this song and the rest of it's kind of once again mediocre. It's 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 not horrible. It's just. It it just is. Um, it, it's the pre-chorus, the the whole like back and forth. I feel like clocks, like that. That part is fucking great, and I really wish they would have had a more stronger chorus to build off of that on instead of what we well, got. Repeating, I'd kill to fall asleep isn't a. It's not a good chorus to you <laughs> over and over. I know. I, I'm I'm just I'm so selfish of a listener. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it, if they would have had something a little more stronger to build off of. Uh, I would say this would be a better song, but like past that point, it's just like that, that, that pre-chorus is the only thing that keeps me in the song. And then after that, I'm just like, eh, okay, this, I thought this about is fine. The, the thing that would make this song cool to me is if they would have made a music video where they were trying to fall asleep, but it was, everything was chaos around them <laughs> because I'm not visioning anything. I'm just visioning someone laying there trying to fall asleep 
Wait, I know I wasn't going to was, dive too much into the lyrics, but what was the uh, what was the band that we were or album we were listening to where it was like nothing but songs about? Uh... It was the Dangerous Summer. Oh, was it? Okay, I was gonna say like maybe uh, maybe Jordan should uh, talk to uh, the Dangerous Summer and uh, maybe help them uh, to, to to sleep. I mean, apparently because one of them knows really really good about not falling asleep, and one really wants to kill the fall asleep. So you know, maybe the maybe the two of them can. Joined together like a Figured fucked up out. Voltron of it's sorts. It's funny you say it like that because I could see. I mean, I'm not. It's not my favorite song either. Um, and just looking at the lyrics, I'm like, there isn't that much. To no, it. it's. But like, I like the in- in- instrumentals behind it. But in terms of like the, the, the lyrics, again, like it's I I I like the song. I like the album overall. But this is definitely not one of my favorites. Right on. Well, we move on, gentlemen, now to the last two songs on the album. This is uh, the second to last track number 13. No news is good news. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna put everything I own, uh, including the house, on this one. That this is both of your favorite song on the album. Am I correct on this? You are correct. Oh, good. The house correct. is saved, everybody. Yeah, this is this is also my favorite song on the album, without fucking that's question. So, that's so crazy to me. It's so it's like, good. I thought it was like in my head for the longest time. I thought it was a hot take that this was like. I don't know why. I I thought it was a hot take that this was like my favorite. Favorite song on the album. Like everyone picks like die from here. Like I, I could have sworn that I was the only one. No, dude. Well, I this, know. Don't get me wrong. Like all super quick. Um, just to piggyback off that idea, Benny. It it's not that I don't think that all downhill from here is not a really fucking good song because it is. Oh, of course. But this song is just like that one notch above. Like it's it it goes it goes back and forth in my mind. But then when I hear this song again, like I was listening to it, uh, the the album again on the the way home from uh, work today. And I just heard this. I'm like, man, this song is, god damn it, this song is so fucking good. Anyways, I'm sorry. So good. Uh, so the reason this song is so good is because it stays relevant and more so than ever. Oh my gosh, like especially in today's like, right now. Yes. I mean, post pandemic, before pandemic, all the shit that's big we've been seeing, like, it just keeps growing. So on April 20th, 2004, an album called Rock Against Bush came out. Yep. Stacked. I have, stacked full of great albums. I have that album. I have it on CD. Do you have it on vinyl? No, it's not on vinyl. It, it, never, okay. it was oh, never released on vinyl. Shit. But God, but God damn it, I really wish it would because... Me too. Fuck. That, stacked with bangers. Stacked. I listened to Elkline Trill's War Brain and this song nonstop for like a month. Because those two were... I mean, I loved a lot of songs on that album. So... This came out one that CD, Brack Against Bush, came out one month before this album came out. Yep. And I had heard, you know, all downhill from here. It was all over MTV. It was doing its thing. And I think they even had another single. And I love those songs. Mm-hmm. But when this song came out, I had never been more hyped to go buy this album. Like I couldn't get this song out of my head. I was like, these guys are doing something mind blowing. I am so into it. It's track 22 on the album, Benny. You should check it out if you have not listened to Rock Against Bush. Oh, like, it's so good. Oh, my God. Um, 
It's honestly, this was not. Uh, this was my favorite. Not a single single newfound glory has ever done. I fucking love the tone and theme of this song. I could listen to this song all day. So funny story is, uh, just to comment on that, I remember that I actually heard No News is Good News off of the Rock Against Bush comp before I heard yep. it on Catalyst. So, yeah, me too. So yeah, so then so then when Catalyst came, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's on here too? Cool. Nice. All right. I'm like, I'm I'm so into it. Yeah, it's... Um, so, <laughs> also... I, so I just want to give one, one, one point, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, again, Dan, this is... I'm not trying to exclude you, but... When we went to go see New Far and Glory, how much were you like you were you like shitting yourself when they started playing this song? I'd fucking they lose played it. this. Yes. Yeah, we we heard we heard the acoustic version of it. Uh, the acoustic version. Yeah, and it was good. I, I wish it would have would have known that you love the song as much as I did because I was like losing my fucking shit in my head. I'm like, holy my god. <laughs> I think I think actually I recorded it on my phone, so I'll uh, I'll I'll text it over to you, Dan, if you wanna. Yes. Um, I do want to go over. I know it's kind of not completely off topic, but the Rock Against Bush Volume One compilation. Mm. It has some 41's Moron on it, which is amazing. Alpine Trails Warbrain, amazing. Anti Flag School School of Assassins, which is a great song. The Get Up Kids Lion and a Lamb, one of my favorite Get Up Kids songs ever. Rise Against, Give It All, amazing song. Descendant, Sad State of Affairs. Like I'm not naming every song. Atari's uh, the Atari's doing Heaven Is Falling. Yep. Pennywise, God Save the USA. Like, and, especially in a time when we hated what was going on politically. Oh, fuck. Newfound Glory, No News is Good News, No Effects. Actually, that was my least favorite No Effects song. They could have done, they have so many better songs. They did Agreed. a whole album about. Yeah, it's the War on Airism. Yeah, and I, I love, I own that one. Yep, and then same. Less Than Jake featuring Billy Bragg, The Brightest Bulb is Burned Out, is incredible. Yes, completely like, that agree. whole yeah. album is stacked. If they ever press that on vinyl, I have to find a way to get it. Fucking same. Vinyl. So uh, you send that song to me to uh, Jacuna. Like I don't think I yeah. have that on, on a video. Yeah, I'll, just... uh, I'll see if I can find it. If, if if I did, I will definitely text it to the both of you. Um, yeah. So just not to get off too much on the Rock Against Bush tangent because uh, we only have one more song to go through. Uh, but one of my friend, like one of my good friends, Chris, uh, you guys actually met him at, uh, at at one of the Jimmy Eat World shows that we went to. Um, he is like a hardcore Republican, and I remember that I had this album in my car. Uh, and like we would go like to shows together all the time, and he's like, he goes, man, I really like this song. I really like this song. What what album is this on? And I'm like, oh, it's on the uh, Rock Against Bush comp. And he's like, fuck, I'm never gonna buy it. And I'm like, really? Why? And he's he's like, he's like, you you should know why I'm not gonna buy it. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, if if you're that like entrenched in your own political ideology that you can't like appreciate an album for like what it is, he's like, no, it's because fucking punk rock just fucking hates Republicans. I'm like, yeah, I'm like. They have. There's a song called "Nazi Punks Fuck Off." I mean, it's it, there's, it's it's, it's yeah. not, it's it's not like punk rock is like super not progressive. I, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, the man's of, a walking contradiction. I have kind of a story that we not the reason why I like the song, but so when it came out, I was going to school for like just for like for like advertising. Yeah. <laughs> and it just. And part like like part of this is like you know like like, like and part of advertising is is selling shit you don't need, like to, the consumer. Yeah, like, sure. Obviously, um. So and, and just like, part of this like I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm in marketing. I, I know it's you. You're the problem. It's you. I'm the. <laughs> yes, I was, but and obviously that turned out beautifully for me because I'm not, no longer or oh, I never was um in. That's oh shit! I totally forgot there was a there was a Rock Against Bush Volume Two comp. 
Oh, yeah, shit. I don't remember being as good. Uh, well, hold on. Time out. There's Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly on here. Uh, let's see here. Gas Chamber by Foo Fighters. Uh, Born Free by The Bouncing Souls. Uh, what You Say by Sugar Cult. Now, there's some good stuff on here. Vil uh, Violence by Yellow Card. It's not nearly as good. I mean, yeah. I mean, trust me. I, I understand that. I mean, most, most sequels of most things are not... But there's also a, a live version of Chesterfield King by Jawbreaker on here. I don't know. There's there's some good stuff on here. But yeah, it, it's definitely still not as good as the first one. But anyways, last song, guys. We're, we're, we're at the tail end here. It's uh, track number 14 off of Catalyst. This is Who Am I? Okay, so I'm going to throw mine out there real quick. Looking back on this track, it really kind of shows the direction the band was taking towards their next album, Coming Home. It's just a sped-up version of a song that could be on Coming Home, to sure. be honest. Yeah. The piano drive, the the more long-winded lyrics, the deep longing pauses. It's a solid final track, I guess, I, until you told me your hot take earlier, <laughs> and now I agree with you completely. Yeah, if you would have um, sw swapped over the head below the knees with this song, I think that would be a better listing for it, for sure. Yeah, but I do, I really love this song, but you can tell, like, seriously, it's a sped up version of something that could be on Coming Home. Yeah, I could see that, for sure. Um, it This is, I, I think if this would have been on Coming Home, this would probably been better and ended the album with, once again, either Over the Head, Below the Knees, or No News is Good News. I personally think that the more and more I listen to No News is Good News, I feel like that also would be, like, a perfect way to end the <laughs> album as well. Um, just because it's once again, just just the way that song ends is like I hate to keep coming back to that song because it's so fucking good. But um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, this one just doesn't scratch that same itch as I'd like it to. Um, not saying that's a bad song. It's just it, once again, it's one of those middle of the road, mediocre, newfound glory songs for me. I was like kind of scared, like when we're like nearing the, like, the end. I'm like, are they gonna pick? Who am I? As our favorite? <laughs> no, no well, way. Because I didn't know. I mean, because again, like it's like I know how much I love the, the, like the uh, song. I'm like, are they gonna pick who am I? Like, yeah. <laughs> Could you but imagine if I was the I only mean, one that did? I'm like, oh, that no news is good news. That shit sucks. <laughs> I was I, I was a little worried. I mean, I do really enjoy the song, but I mean, it's far. I think it's. I think I actually agree that I think the last song. I mean, would be awesome because how I mean, how often do like. You, you end and um with your favorite song, right? Um, I mean, it, it's it's pretty rare. I mean, I don't know a lot of instances where they think the last song of an album is the one I, I like the most. Um, but again, it's I, I do like 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 how it ends. But again, it's not my favorite song. But I still think it's good. Completely agree. And uh, with that, gentlemen, that is uh, that's the end of the album. Uh, Can we talk uh, just for, for a second on on like the just on our favorite, like I guess, like like bonus tracks, because depending on where you kind of like you go, there's a lot of different bonus tracks on, on this album. True, there like is, mine, yeah. Like it's, uh, I think what was it called? It's a let me see here. It's probably Whiskey Rose. I don't know why. I just I really enjoy that that track. I don't know if you guys enjoy it as much as I do, but I definitely like that track. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't 
think that I remember any of the bonus tracks on you this. You do. Oh, hold on. Do I? I'm trying to find Radio where to, Adelaide. Where to listen to them, to be honest. Uh, hold I've on. heard them before. Hold on. Constant Static. Probably on YouTube, yeah. Radio Adelaide's good. Constant Static's good. I don't... Oh, the, is that Who Am I, a different version? Mm, I don't think so. Because the UK, so. it's a bonus track. Is so. it really? Oh, fuck. Have you heard Whiskey Rose? I feel like I have. Hold on. I am. I feel like I was, I was asking this like bomb question. Yep. And they're like, what the hell? What do you mean? It's yeah, it's on uh, it's on YouTube here. Hang on a second, I'll uh, I'll pull it up. Oh. Yeah, I remember this song now. Constant static is yes, on uh, the hits album. That actually, I, yeah, I think I, I don't remember it as fondly as you may, Benny, but I, I do remember listening to this song like once or twice and and enjoying it for sure. Um, Go to the hits and listen to Constant Static. Oh, is it on there? All right, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it's the last track. Let me, let me go. That's do... where I remember hearing it. All right, hold on. Uh, albums, albums, albums. Okay, show all. <laughs> Now you're making me do work here. Sorry. You know, hold on. Not without a fight. Hits. There it is. Uh, what song was it again? I'm sorry. It's the very last song. Constant Static. Got it. Okay, here we go. Damn, this is good too. Yeah, and this was a single. This was a, a B side or a, a bonus track. UK. Oh, actually. that's why. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so you know the band Homegrown? I do, of course. Tell me that doesn't sound like Homegrown. Oh, a thousand percent, yes. Like it's the only song that New Fungoid did that sounds like other new other uh, other bands. Uh, Drive through record bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love Homegrown. Uh, I really be all too. You're right. <sighs> Homegrown needs I love a, it. They need a tour. God. Anyways. All right, gentlemen. Uh we're we're nearing the end here of everything. So uh review scores. I, I feel like we've done this before in the past, so let's uh let's do it for this album. Uh Can we give it a nine. I think it's a solid score. Almost a perfect album for pop punk. I was gonna say nine or like like nine nine point one, so I I agree with the nine. Yeah. Yeah, uh one. <laughs> always always gotta show I'm everyone up. Huh? I was gonna say what nine point nine point two thirds. I, I would say like a nine point two three 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 repeating, of course. Uh because I wanted to up you a little bit, but <laughs> I know. I know. But I agree with Dan. I, I think it's a solid nine. That there are, there's a few, there's a few missteps, but nothing that I'd say like completely crashes the album by any means. And man, the, it, even if every single song on this album was uh, mediocre, 
No News is Good News just sold, sells the whole fucking album as far as I'm concerned. So I would have a hard time not at least giving it an eight or nine, even under those circumstances. Um, it's just it's a it's a good relic to the past of pop punk, but it still holds true and like does has aged very, very gracefully. And, and God damn it, it still holds up to this day. It's it's fucking great. Anyways, um, with that said, uh, I think it's time for us to wrap things up here. We've been chatting for a good hour or so. Hey, uh, Dan, where can I find you on the Internet? You can find me at Ecto Cooler Ghost anywhere you like to go on the Internet. Anywhere I like to go on the Internet? What about Pornhub? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Oh, well, I listen, I, I, I'd sub. Uh, Benny, I feel like I need to make a page now, not have any videos, but just have Ecto Cooler Ghosts and me. Like, yeah, there you go, and the, yeah, and just uh, just a video of you just kind of like majestically stroking your beard, and then uh, who knows, you might get some money for that. Benny, where can I find you on the internet? My mind went oh, right into the gutter when you said you would sub. I was like, <laughs> Benny, where I, can I find I was you on the some totally not PG. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's fine. Um. <laughs> uh, Benny and the Wax, uh, wherever the fuck, <laughs> wherever the fuck, it also Pornhub. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Man, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting two for here. Tense, but we're there. Hot. Absolutely hot. And you can find me on the internet as well at the Big Shakuna, everywhere except for Pornhub. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disappoint our female I mean, listeners. It's it's kind of false advertising, you know. Like you, you, you call yourself the big Shakuna. I you're you, not on Pornhub. Well, listen, we'll talk about it later. Uh, you can find him on the OnlyFans, Big that, Shakuna. That's right. That see, I I I've upgraded myself. Listen, if I'm gonna whore myself out, at least I'm gonna make a few bucks off the process. Anyways, uh, you can go also to our website, which is besideourselves.com. Uh, for all of our socials, uh, also not to mention our, our playlists, uh, our merch store, and pretty much anywhere else where you can interact with us. So uh, go and check that out. Once again, that is BesideOurselves.com. And uh, say hi. We, 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 we'd love to talk to you. And with that being said... It's time to flip the record over. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Oh, I was waiting for you to interrupt me. Hey, hey, Dan, <laughs> you, you, you you tired? No. Would you kill the fall asleep? Oh. oh. <laughs> Gross.